<clears throat> Last season, the first episode, we started with some summaries, and uh, the big star in that episode was Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo. Yeah. And uh, he did something amazing, didn't he? He he won the Champions League, he won the Euros, yeah. he also won Ballon d'Or, he scored a final goal in the Champions League, mm-hmm. and... Uh, with that said, you know, undoubtedly he was the best player in the world. Yeah, yeah. And uh, over the summer he played in the Confederations Cup. Kind of looked shaky, didn't it? I mean, I think his also his mind might have been elsewhere during that time. He went through this uh, legal troubles apparently with tax evasion. Um, but so that I don't know if that was on his mind or whatnot. He didn't even play in their last game. Uh, and then after the Confederations Cup, he was pretty much absent all preseason for Real Madrid. I guess just taking care of his own things, giving him some rest. Uh, didn't do a lot with the club itself. And rumors came that he wanted to leave Madrid. Yeah, you know yeah. that was also going on yeah. around this time. That you know Manchester United, or he said that he would love to play for Manchester United one day. And a lot of hectic stuff around him. It's almost like. Spain doesn't want to have him there anymore or he doesn't feel he's welcome there anymore even though he's a major part of this Real Madrid team and Florentino Perez over and over and over again is saying how important Cristiano is we also talked about the massive surprise maybe even all sports of all time that happened that season Mm. It was Leicester City that the year before barely survived in Premier League and the next season they went all the way to the top of the league and won Premier League which is unheard of, it was unrealistic and it felt it was like unbelievable unbelievable man unbelievable sports history written by Leicester City we thought would never happen again surely it would never happen again nuts 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 who knows if it will happen again surely it won't who knows I mean that type of uh, achievements are making a standpoint that it changed the game a bit Mm. you know it kind of gives um more hope or more dreams or it just shows it's possible one of the first big ones that this ever happened that kind of broke this um law or whatever right this this trend was when rafa benitez with liverpool came back from free zero to free free in the champions league final that was like almost the uh, not the first time, obviously, but it, almost the first massive game people that realized that realized anything can happen. Anything can happen, and we something similar happened last season that just pops out to my head right now. You know, it was the game between Barcelona and PSG. Right, that was unbelievable achievement as well. I mean, tell us. How, how yeah I mean PSG first absolutely destroying Barcelona yeah thinking oh, this is maybe a changing of the 
guard. Barcelona on the way down. PSG finally, after years of wanting the Champions League, are clearly on their way up to getting it. A 4 nothing win that first leg. And we were with, remember we were with, we had an episode on it. We were with uh, a few kids coaching we were, yeah. soccer and uh, the game was going on <laughs> while we were doing it, yeah. right? And we were like, yeah. it's not going to happen. Even once we left to go to the field and Barcelona was up maybe 3-1 or something like yeah. that. Or 3-0. Uh, and this one boy was so excited to think, we can do this, we can, we do, can do this, but mo- pretty much everyone else was like, surely not. Yeah, this we were like happen. smiling, like, what, yeah. what, who, <laughs> you know, we don't want to destroy your joy, but yeah, right, you know. <laughs> uh, but then at the very end, the very end, right as we were leaving, we saw that Barca had done the unthinkable. Unthinkable, man. It's even hard to fantasize that it is possible to do it. And uh, one of my... F- friend went to that game and we had him on that episode as well yeah so um what else do you remember and another thing that was enjoyable last season yeah was of course the champions league final yes where Oof. yeah it doesn't yeah, always yeah, yeah, happen yeah. It doesn't always happen you would think but it's not that often where the two teams in the final really are the two best teams in europe at that time and we had that with real madrid and Juventus, mm. clearly the two best teams, put on a show in the final in Cardiff. You had so many great, grande campeones, great champions. You had Higuain, Benzema. You had Pjanic. You had Cruz. Cruz. You had uh, you had Dybala. You had Morata. You know you had. Uh, uh, new coming players. I mean, you had Daniel Alves and you have yes. Marcelo. And you had Buffon. And Ronaldo. And you had... Ronaldo. And Ronaldo. <laughs> you know, that is said. You had Ronaldo, right? And Ronaldo, again, it wasn't yeah. Bale, it wasn't James, it wasn't Benzema. It, it was Ronaldo that, again, stepped up such a massive event. And still, he's the one that ended up taking the headlines stealing right. the headlines and what did he do he Twice. scored two goals i mean two goals really unbelievable and people tell and say that ronaldo is very arrogant he's very egoistic he's very selfish and uh, i don't really like that when they say it, you know what i mean i don't I, that's not the picture i see and it's easy to for media or people that really loves Messi and hates Ronaldo to come up with these things, but uh, we can't we can not forget that he's a human being as well. I mean, I also hear people say about how he's getting over the hill. He's in his thirties. Mm-hmm. He's on the way down. Mm-hmm. But at the end of last season, he proved he still got it. He's surely going to win the Ballon d'Or again this year. Man's man can play, and he's still going to play for a while longer. He is. He is. So it is a start again. It's a new chapter again. It's like new pages again that is going to be written now. And uh, so let me go ahead and ask what you've been up to this weekend, Kerry? I relaxed this weekend. This is great. No 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 coaching I needed to do, mm-hmm. no games I had to play. I just spent the whole weekend, it was like a free weekend doing just relaxing at home doing nothing. 
as I tend to do, which I like. Yes. Uh, but I did I did go out because I just felt in the mood to uh, go out and play a little uh, small-sided with my club. Small-sided games the club's been putting on for the last month or so. Okay. And uh, it was nice to get out there, uh, play some nice com- competitive, but not competitive. It was just like friendly, you know, uh, small-sided games. Met some new potential players. Nice. Uh, some good players. Um it was good to get, it's good to get out there for about two hours or so. It just reminded me that the our new season, new ADA SL season, yes, is just around the corner. It's mm. uh, and the start of a new season is always always exciting. It is, it is, it is. But what about you? How did you do this weekend? I know you were busy, weren't you? I was busy. I was busy. I went to coaching course, D course, and it was from Friday to Sunday. And interesting, really interesting. I think I learned a lot and good valuable knowledge too. It was a good experience because you had to have an exercise. You have to show the coach leader and all the other coaches that you can, your style basically. Wow. And the head of this course, um, the guy that was the head of this course, way of thinking and coaching and talking is someone is something i really admire you know he was very let me say we were sharing the same ideology a little bit okay you know he was emphasizing on the idea of that one day you players will grow and they will learn so much life lessons and also learn how to play the game thanks to you and one day when you are at kroger walmart wherever uh, and they come and meet you, you're going to look at them, and that's going to be your trophy. That mm. is your trophy. It's not the medals. It's not, you know, what you lift. It's that character you're helping to build right now that means. And uh, he was a very optimistic, sympathetic guy. He had good information to give. And uh, basically, I'm really, really looking forward to get back to the team that we are coaching together. Mm. Because now... Um. now it was a proof of that we are doing the right way we are doing and everyone has a different style based on where they come from and their culture he said that you know it, it, and that's that's uh, something that now I am very happy to say that you know what it's so true so it kind of like feels so much more confidence in what we're doing yeah yeah. It's also a start that we're about to begin. Soon the That's tournaments right. will start. Yep. Soon the season will start as well. But this episode, yes, guys, that you are listening, wherever you are in the world, this episode is also a new start. It's also a new beginning. And this one right here that you're listening to, which we are very happy you are, we just want to say to you, isn't it nice, Carrie, sometimes when you listen to a song that you can really kick around the ball, like juggle, mm. header, or just dribble, like that kind of song that kind of vibrates the entire body, yeah. like, yes, it pumps you up, it oh, yeah. like, gets you excited. Oh, yeah. Like, do you have an example on top of your head right now? 
Tanzakuduro. <laughs> exactly. Tanzakuduro is a song like that, right? In right. the warm ups or you know when you get the ball and you listen to that song, all of a sudden you play like Ronaldinho. Exactly. Right? Exactly. You are Ronaldinho <laughs> when that song is on, right? So we want to welcome you with a song like that. We don't know the lyrics. We don't know the what they're saying, but we know that uh, it is. Um, Definitely getting our sucker blood pumped, and we just want to go out and play. With that said, guys, welcome to the second season of Oscar and King Soccer Podcast Show. Then time Oz it's here finally man after a long summer of waiting yes Carrie we it's back it's back the European seasons are starting up again not just any of them though I mean of course La Liga uh, Serie A mm-hmm. uh, Liga started a week or so ago but the Premier League the- arguably the biggest league in the world the most popular league in the world it is in our opinion i think yeah you know you every big city you go to have their own bars for their own teams even atlanta have a bar for tottenham right you know that's right so the interest and coverage of premier league and other leagues are massive and it's back and what are your spontaneous thoughts uh, my first thought after this first weekend of Premier League action are are Chelsea, man. There are there are reasons for concern. So what are those reasons? Uh, well, they did okay during the transfer window. I'd say they yeah. did okay. I mean, they're bringing in Morata, yeah. who was one of the hottest strikers for the last year or so. So they brought in Bakayoko mm-hmm. from Monaco. They brought in to replace Matic. They brought in uh, Antonio Rudiger, German okay. international, yeah, uh, in defense. Yet, apparently, first getting rid of Matic. I mean, Bakayoko is a good player, but Matic. I mean, getting rid of Matic is quite surprising. He was surprising. And then apparently, according to Conte, some of their players are either injured, like Rudiger and Bakayoko are either slightly injured, or Murata is not 100% fit to be starting, right. so he didn't start this first game. And they are in conflict with Diego Costa. And Yes, absolutely. Conflict with Costa, who's going to leave at some point. Um, and th- in this game, Chelsea lost at home against Burnley 3-2. So first, just saying Chelsea lost at home is kind of surprising. Right? Stanford Bridge is hard to come and even in- score a goal, man. It's almost in- exactly. It's almost impossible. Yeah, then to say they lost the home to Burnley. Ah, oh, Burnley. <laughs> Who, every time they went forward in that first half, looked like they were going to score. And barely won any away games last season. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people 
on Twitter and social media and cr critics are saying that this was a message from Conte to the board to Roman Abramovich to tell him basically hey look this is what we got yeah. and yet we have to buy more players and you know me and you we play and we're coaches and I don't know what people think when they say stuff like this you know what I mean and even at the press conference after the game he got a, this question to him and uh, check out what Antonio Conte had to say about this Antonio, some some people are saying that your team sheet was your selections today were a message to the to the Chelsea board. Is that is that fair? Why about lack of recruitment? But why this question? Well, I, I'm you are not satisfied for my uh, for my start eleven. No, I'm just asking you if that's fair. If what if 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 that if that perception that some people have is fair. I'm not criticizing your 11. I'm just I'm just saying I'm just asking you whether that perception is fair or not. Was it a message to the board or not? No, I am no. <laughs> uh, you don't know me very well and uh, you can see that in the uh, in our precision uh, I uh, in every friendly games uh, played always uh, the uh, the best formation and uh, it happened the same also today because uh, <laughs> my choices uh, was uh, to to put the best uh, the best uh, player uh, that we have uh, in this uh, in this moment. I I repeat, I don't like I don't like uh, this type of uh, uh, this habit. If someone want to send message, why I have to send message? Why, why? I want to win. I want to win. And today, I wanted to win, not to send message. My my club, why? Why? You know, I want to quickly talk to you about Liverpool. Go for it. Liverpool continue have sent a transfer request to the board. He yes. wants to go. He wants to leave. And uh, I mean, they're worrying. It's worrying for all the Liverpool players. Mm. They were really looking forward for the season. And now their star player is wanting to leave right and uh, i think you know that affects it affects as much as liverpool had that uh doc short documentary in the beginning of the season two years ago the road to anfield uh. and, uh, you know you could see the cameras in the locker room and they started so bad that season they started with so bad but even in this case i think they are getting affected you know, I mean, they bought Salah, great mm -hmm. player, mm -hmm. and they have amazing offense, and they showed that entire last season. They right. scored so many different goals, and they had so many chances, and they were deadly forward. Yeah. But, but in defense, they were lacking. They couldn't close the games. They, uh, they had issue with goalies. Yeah. And uh, in this transfer window. I don't see any improvement no. or any purchase a player to solve that. No, they didn't really work on the problem, which was the defense. I mean, you have James Milner is a great, hardworking utility player, but he's not a left back. He does a job there. He did yeah. a job there last year, but he's not a left back. And the left back they do have, Alberto Moreno, is not a very good left back. So He's more like a striker man <laughs> <laughs> so I mean Liverpool they added Salah yeah 
which, like you said, they have all these great attacking players. They didn't really need Salah. I guess if Coutinho does leave, which maybe he will, maybe he mm-hmm. won't, uh, they have Salah as a replacement. Although I've heard Lorenzo Insigne, which I think would be be perfect replacement for Coutinho. He, he would, he would. But, but I mean, Napoli's own son, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, either way, Liverpool are always going to be good going forward. Yeah. And this first game against Watford... They were good going forward, dynamic, yeah. explosive. They squeezed the life out of you. But still, they don't know how to close out games. And once Rockford scored right at the end there, I mean, it's just, it's not too surprising. Liverpool just can't close it out. 3-3. Three, 3-3. Three. Three, three. And it was kind of like, we haven't had any summer break and we're kind of back at it yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> the, the big difference... Uh, that any team have done since last season, and you know that we can just tell from the first game, basically, right? Is Manchester United? I mean, they had a confidence that we haven't seen in years. They had a security yeah. that we haven't seen in years, and they had a belief in them that we haven't seen in years. And Rashford had so many goal-scoring attempts and chances. Lukaku. Just bringing in Lukaku. He's probably the biggest question they had once they signed him. Would he fit in? Was he... Is he... He did great at Everton. He did yep. great at West Brom. But could he do well at a club the size of Manchester United? Do you know how old he is? He's, uh, I think, 23, 24. Something 24. Like, young. Yeah. And how long has he been in Premier League? Uh, he's been in for... It seems forever, honestly. Five years or so? Yeah, five years. I mean, you know, Chelsea, West Brom... Everton, and he's been proving that he can score even in at West Brom and Everton. Yeah. So at United, he's going to get so many more chances. And in this game, he showed what quality? Two goals. Absolutely on his debut, and not only uh, Lukaku, but also Pogba, who was kind of average in his first season yeah. last year after being stellar for Juventus. Uh, people wondered, can Pogba? really take up that mantle that showed why he was once the most expensive player in the world. And I remember they were talking about that Pogba was too low on the field. Like, yeah, he wasn't right. too much active in offense. Right. And uh, how have United come around this? Yes, they got the perfect player for this position, which is Matic. Yeah, I mean, we talked about how surprising it was Chelsea got rid of Matic. And so United... I think United, were, Mourinho has said how surprised he was that they actually got Matic, but they'll take him. Take him, and man. And he, he was excellent on the day. Yeah. Arguably man of the match. They also bought Victor Nilsson Lindelof, and I think he's going to have his time first. I'm not, I don't think he's going to play immediately, but I'm really hoping that he will get a starting position. Mm. You know, As long as the defense makes a good job, it's going to be hard for him to get in. But I believe he will get his chance. It's not the easiest to come to a big club like United and get straight into the first eleven. Just look at McTarian last year, right? Uh, he yeah. barely played in the beginning, and then he just went and was one of the most important players in the Europa League, and also got in scored beautiful goals as well. And absolutely. And on the day, I mean, you talk about McTarian, but. On the day, four nothing win over West Ham. Yeah. Two yeah. from Pogba. Sorry, two from Lukaku. One from Pogba. Even one from Anthony Martial, yes. who I think is sort of being phased out. I always yeah. figured it was sort of being phased out from the club. But Manchester United showed to me at that day that they were the most 
the most improved club over the summer, and their result is arguably the most surprising. Yeah, with how convincing they won after the last few years of of disappointment. The only the only thing there is uh, the left back, and there are talks now that they want to buy Danny yeah, Rose yeah. and send the Luke Shaw to the opposite to Tottenham, basically. And with that man, they have the depth, they have quality players, and they have a chance for the title. And no excuses, basically. No, no. I think you want to go from sixth to potentially first this year. Yes. For the most part, teams this summer window have been working on bolstering their squad. Especially Arsenal, which transfers like La Cassette. Yeah. And you have Jack Wilshire back now. Yeah. And you have so many options for different positions. They have Shaka, <laughs> Ramsey, Elneny, Cutland, even Jack Wilshire. If you look at the striker position, uh, Arsenal have Giroud, Welbeck, Lacassette, Phil Walcott, and even... Sanchez a, for the moment. Exactly. Sanchez for the moment. And the questions about Arsenal is more defensively yeah. from fans and critics and experts. But yet... When you look at the squad, they have defenders enough. That's the kind of tricky part now, don't you think? Ultimately, I think so. Uh, with this first game, Mertesacker was injured. He yeah. got into the Community Shield. And Koscielny and Mustafi were also out. Right. But once everyone's healthy, they're not yeah. normally all injured at the same time. But once everyone's healthy, Arsenal is pretty good. I think in terms of defensive numbers, bring Rob Holding coming through. Yeah. Uh, Kolasinac, Sam yeah. Kolasinac has been a very good signing so far. So the talks about like them getting a new defender and you know, people are wanting a new defender doesn't really look that bright then, right? Because they already have so many numbers. So they might have to sell someone and get someone, but it doesn't really look like that either. Perhaps. I think it, it ultimately depends. Arsenal still don't have... And I know it's picky. I always think this is picky, but Arsenal still don't have a defender like Tony Adams. Koscielny, right. I love Koscielny. Yeah. He's not quite like a Tony Adams or a Sol Campbell or something like that. Kolasinac isn't that. He's just not that type. Of, he's that physical, strong, wow. messing presence that yes. Arsenal definitely needed. But he's just position-wise, he's not quite the same. So I guess it, it depends. Mertesacker, this is his last year. He said that. He's yeah. going to retire after this year. And uh, Holding is hopefully being bred to become that next Tony Adams. And Koscielny, for me, is still the captain. But uh, I think Arsenal is pretty a deep squad. Like, we were talking yeah. about Chelsea and Liverpool and how yeah. they aren't quite so deep uh, This coming into this season. Surprisingly, Arsenal, Yeah, you don't normally consider Arsenal as a deep squad, but we have plenty of players that can, even if they're inconsistent, they can do a job they can uh, across all positions as well. So. I mean, that's really good, you know, because throughout the season... The players dip sometimes in form. Right. So if you can bring in someone that can take over that. I'd say Arsenal is a very streaky sort of team where Ramsey could be, he has moments where he's like, for much of last season, he was heavily Mm -hmm. criticized by fans. Mm -hmm. He wasn't doing very well. Mm -hmm. But we all know he's also, he's also had that, that, those moments where he's gone like a month or so, he's scoring in every game. So. Oxley Chamberlain and Walcott are, I think, similar as well. They may go a month or so playing great, but then 
next month or two, they're pretty average. Man, we hope we can get some consistency in the form, man, and deliver some really good assists and goals. I mean, <laughs> let's talk about that first game, because I think that first game... Where were you? Where were you? Oh, I was at home. You were at home? Yeah. I mean, it was uh, on Friday. Yeah, it's a bit different, right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we get those Monday games, but true. I don't remember if last season there were any Friday games. I, I mean, were, were your entire body like tickling of joy that this game is about to start? Yeah, yeah. Of course, anytime Arsenal starts, but because it's the start of a new season, start of a new season, have the new signings. There still is some questions. Sanchez, right. even Ozil. We want to get that done and exactly. clean soon. Exactly. Another reason why I, I prefer the transfer season transfer window to end before the season starts. Yeah. But because whatever. so many questions exactly. are exactly. still up in there. Okay. It's only this only hinders teams really. Yeah. Uh, this uncertainty. But, but Sanchez was up in the stand and watching right. this game. Exactly. He didn't play the first game, right? Mm-mm. He was watching like you said. Ozil started, played the whole game. Uh, but the new signing Lacazette started. Everyone was excited to see him. Kolasinac was started. Uh, like we mentioned, Shelny, all of our main center backs were out except for Holding. Yeah. But so that kind of forced Kolasinac. You can't play center back to play one of those three, like the left sided center back. And Monreal played in the middle. Monreal, man. Which is what, weird. A, what a surprise. Very thing, weird. Right? But I guess that's what they're forced to do with the injuries. Uh, but I mean, I want to say because this game. Yeah. Almost sums up Arsenal's season, last season, mm-hmm. and so many seasons, mm-hmm. how up and down it was. Similar to the Chelsea and Liverpool games, how yeah. it was just chaotic, it was just wild, a bunch of stuff was going on, ups and downs, exciting game. Yeah. Uh, Gave me almost heart attack. Yeah, same here. Um, I mean, Lacazette made the perfect uh, first impression. Yeah. Scoring after, what, a minute and a half. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so early on. Uh, yeah. uh, a good goal, too. It was like, a Like goal. a typical, like, not typical striker, but a, a goal where he actually showed his skills, right? Like, the ball came hard, he right. stood pretty firm on his spot yeah. Yeah. and just headed that ball and just guided that ball back into the net. Really. I like his celebration afterwards. We're just sort of slowly, his hands out, walked up to the fans. Yes. Like, this is what you got. This is what you you paid for. So well done. <laughs> That's what he's saying. You think we can get 20 goals from him? Definitely. You think definitely, so? Definitely. Not just goals. I mean, all around play. I think he's, his touch was so good. His mm-hmm. touch was immaculate. Fast uh, runs. His fast runs. Good. His off the ball work. I mean, you know, in England, they love those. They just care if you do work 120% every <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah. And he did that. Whenever the team didn't have the ball, he was pressuring forward, back. He worked his butt off. I saw also Chamberlain working really hard. Yeah. And he did also good. Yeah. But he also had moments that, you know, that, that whenever he gets in the game and does well, he gets overconfident. I think that's true. Right? <laughs> yeah. you know, like, he starts to do this bullshit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like uh, crosses, passes, hard ones, you know, start dribbling. Um, you know, I'm not saying that he's going to stop trying I think it's almost like he gets, risks. It's almost like he gets excited. Too Very excited. much, man. He needs to keep a calm head. You know? Uh, interesting one note on him is we talked last season remember i said goodbye to him yeah true but i mean we're talking about arsenal's 
their lack of consistency in terms of team selection and the players' positions. How like Welbeck would come on, play a great game, and then he'd yeah. still be on the bench the next game. Yeah. He'd still play a great game and still be, and he can't really get comfortable. And Chamberlain was <clears throat> normally you think of him as a right midfielder. Yeah. Then he played a while in the center. Then he played right back, yeah. right wing back, and. Now this time he just never any consistency with him, and now all of a sudden we saw him playing left wing back. True, never seen him before. No, no he did, <laughs> but uh, he did pretty well. But I'm sure he would love to get. I know he's actually said that he doesn't like playing defense. Yeah, he'll do what he needs to do, but he doesn't like it. But I'm sure he would love to at least just get some consistency. And I like the options that Arsenal have, and uh, we need to speak a little bit about that, right? Because. Uh, Arsenal scored the first goal, and shortly after, Leicester scored yes, 1-1, later. really soon after. And uh, then Leicester scored 2-1, yep. and now we're back at it again. <laughs> Why? New season, everyone in, this, in the Emirates is yeah. like, oh man, Why? all that hope for a new season is yeah. just gone. Gone, man. Shaka and, then you, and Hector Bellerin does a great job. And, uh, then Arsenal scores 2-2. Yep. So this is that up and down. Up and down. You know, we're game. back in the game. So it's like reflecting Arsenal season. And what happens then? Then we see the still Arsenal half. dominating yeah. the game, still have good, fast-paced passes yeah. Among, yeah. in the team. But yet, somehow, Leicester goes ahead and scores a third goal. Yep, 3-2. to two. And I was mad. Same here. I, I mean, mad. Arsenal... I was mad, man. Leicester came with a plan. To their, they played like the Leicester that won the league a couple years ago. They came with a plan. They didn't really care about possession, but they were organized. Yeah. And Okazaki and Vardy on the counterattack were excellent. Uh, same with Albrighton. But you think Arsenal, with all the possession, not like I think that means everything, but all the chances that they created, they were playing very fast. Yeah. With a purpose, yeah. I like to see it. I yeah. love to see them. They're even a little bit more direct. Yeah, they, like they had they had so much possession, but yeah. they were playing. They got the ball, played quick, took shots, took shot. They yeah. did, took a lot more shots. Yeah, so you'd like to see that, and you'd like to see Arsenal get rewarded for it, but they undo all that yeah. that, that work by letting Leicester go back in front. And Wenger kind of looked at okay, what material do I have? Right? I mean, Lacazette scored, yes. Welbeck scored, right. yes, and uh, then you also had, um, and then Ramsey scored the free free goal. That's right, and the substitute. It was substituted in, yeah, and then they also put in Phil Walcott mm. and Giroud, Giroud, you know, and they came into a position where they are a, really they are going to change the game. You know, what I mean, they are going to be the ones that obviously make an impact and win this game yeah and uh, Ramsey's first touch on that cross it comes across yeah. it comes across and he takes it on his outside right out he takes yeah. it on his outside foot right at the bounce it right. kind of takes it down and nice finish oh yeah you know it's uh, excellency of technique and coolness in the finish and Fear Walker didn't do that much I but he's doing much for that. but still he's always a friend yeah. Some, you know, he's always afraid and... I mean, just his danger. presence on the field causes Leicester to think a little differently now. But what Giroud brings to this team is 
a plan B. Yeah, something that nothing, no one else really had us right in the team. Yeah, that physical presence that is unmatched in the squad, uh, and he's so good in the air. Yes, he and, is. And I mean, lately the last season he's proven how good he is off the bench. <laughs> I mean, yeah. normally he starts. But last season, he came off the bench so much, and he still scored in <laughs> the majority of those games that he came off the bench. A real super sub. Exactly. And once Finish again, games, man. man. Once again. Once again, huh? No, once again. And he, it was a Giroud goal. Exactly what that plan B that you mentioned. He was physical, muscled his way off the defender, got his head onto it off the crossbar, and uh, in. 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 84th minute. Something like that. 84th minute. Late in the game. And Arsenal is up 4-3 and gave us this first win that hasn't been happening so long. Yeah, no, we haven't won a lot of so our long. first games. So long. So it looks very bright. I'm positive. Still, yeah, me too, you know? ultimately, especially going forward, right? Still are some defensive questions, I yeah. suppose. Although I think so many of the goals that Leicester scored were off of Arsenal mistakes, not necessarily... Like, just giving the ball away unnecessarily. Shaka did that in the Shaka midfield. did it. I think yeah. Rob Holding did it once or twice as well. Yeah. Uh, so, but that stuff can be fixed, of course. Um, but, and give Wenger credit, right? You have to give him credit. made the three substitutes that yeah. were positive substitutes. Yeah. Two of them scored. Formation changed up. Yeah. Uh, pr- fruitful in the end. Yeah. And uh, for that moment, Arsenal were top of the league. Still are. Well, except now United has like a better goal difference. Right? Uh, 4-0. Yeah. yeah. But also, a little Huddersfield, man. Huddersfield managed by a German-American coach, who? David Wagner. David oh, yeah? Wagner, yeah. German-American coach. What MLS team has he been coaching? None. None? None. None. Uh, How did he... German actually, teams? Say what? He has been coaching German teams? Man, where did he get to this other field position? <laughs> worked wonders for them last season, getting them promotion, and he destroyed. Who did they beat? They won three zero away to West Brom, I think. They beat West Brom three zero away, and so that I think I put some second in the league. I mean, it's fun though. These teams that haven't been really in Premier League, so I don't so think Huddersfield's ever been Premier League, right? Huddersfield, Brighton. Yeah, them too. And who was the third team that came up? Newcastle. Exactly. So this gives championship a little bit more interest. Because now you have teams like Fulham, Aston Villa, Ipswich, Queen's Park Rangers, Leeds. Mm. Nottingham Forest. Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, these are like... Sheffield United. No. No? (laughs) I don't even know if they're in the championship, but they're not. They've never been good. No, but like it's ancient clubs that people, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, so it's a lot of teams that are. There are a lot of teams in the championship that makes that league even. Yeah, Bolton. Mm. I mean, some of these have lost their quality players, True. but we still know them as uh, you know. It's a as relatively big clubs. Yeah. Right. I mean. Aston Villa, Nottingham Forest won the Champions League back yeah. in the day. So exactly, but yeah, championships <laughs> even it's even like a arguably more competitive league than MLS, or at least just as competitive. Mm. I think it's so mm. up and down. Mm. Mm. Uh, mm. But let's step away from England real fast. Yes, where do you want to go? Big thing of the summer, probably the biggest story of the summer. We all know was Neymar leaving Barcelona. 
uh, huge news, massive man. news. Liga started last weekend. Yes. Neymar didn't play in their first game. Uh, people were there was actually I think some some questions whether or not he'd still be able to play in this game in this uh, second game this past weekend. Green Camp. Green Camp. Yep. Away to Green Camp. Green Camp. Green Camp. Green Camp. Yeah. Green Camp. Them. He did, and I mean Green Camp aren't the strongest team, but it's still good for Neymar to who got a goal and an assist to Edison Cavani. Uh, it's good for them to get the this game under his belt with his new teams, feeling confidence, uh, get a couple stats under his belt already. So so far, hey, first game it's against Gungaunt, like you said. Yeah, but hey, so far, look, Neymar's looking pretty happy in PSG. Dude, I looked the highlights and it really looked like um, they were in one way they were having harmony. You know, this yeah. position, this void went slot down left. It's kind of feel now. It's uh, you yeah. know you have Neymar, Cavani, and Di Maria. Yeah. Like they were causing so much danger, and they were the goals they scored were also like beautiful. Yeah, I mean that pass for Neymar's assist, the pass from Cavani, just dribbling up the field, and then that perfectly weighted through ball, and Cavani's finish was excellent. Exactly, dude. Yeah. Yes, 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 and. Uh, Neymar's goal pass from Cavani. Cavani. He kind of like chipped that ball with a curl mm. over the defender's leg and then passed it to. Uh, yeah, that's right. Pass it to Neymar. So, so top PS- quality from PSG, as you'd expect in Liga. They got something there. They got something there. One thing that I've been wanting to talk to you Oz, for throughout this summer, uh, probably before the biggest news, the biggest headline news that had been made throughout the summer before Neymar's transfer to PSG was the uh, serious introduction and implementation of video assistant refereeing into soccer, into football. Mm. Uh, yeah. The first time it was used at a real... I mean, they've been testing it out. There was something with the Club World Cup uh, this past December. They've been testing it out, and I think the Dutch lower leagues... Um, uh, and now moving it on to, I think they're Eredivisie as well as MLS. But the first time it's been really used on the big scale was at the Confederations Cup. So it's made so much news and there's so much controversy there's, uh, surrounding it. People still trying to get used to it and whatnot. View system refereeing where the, uh, I think it's just on big plays. So like red car, every goal is reviewed. Plus, okay. like, maybe red cards, penalties are the type of plays that are potentially reviewed. Uh, but, I mean, where the referee makes a call, whatever, or doesn't make a call, and then uh, the, I guess, at the next stoppage of play, I think. I mean, even I'm still trying to figure out how it works. Yeah. So many people are. But I think the group of people somewhere, I don't know where they are, but in a room somewhere <laughs> watching... The replays on a screen uh, will like buzz the referee's ear and say, "Hey, check this. You need to check really? out this incident again." Yeah. Okay, uh, so it's not the head ref's decision to no, no, to, to look, do it. To do it? No, because I mean, assuming he has like these backups watching somewhere, so you assume the ref made a mistake or potentially made a mistake. So the guys watching in a room say hey just check this out again we think maybe you should just get another look at this okay uh okay i because i thought it was the ref is unsure about the situation and what to do uh 
and uh, doesn't I mean maybe he knows what to do but just to be sure uh, uh, he can challenge it I see uh, uh, but I, I, I'm like you man too, it's kind of like yeah. confusing right, right. now um, but so once the ref then goes back there's somewhere some some I guess a referee's booth or something <laughs> on the side where there's a screen that you can then look at it and review it and then he can make a call from there he doesn't have to change the call I think that's the thing he doesn't that's the big thing he doesn't have to change the call he could still keep the rule that he had before mm-hmm. uh, but he also gets another look at it and he can change it where necessary to ensure that they get the right decision hopefully. so let's hopefully. Be, let's speak about why why do they want to in, implement this you said it hopefully make the right call right call right end, yeah so has it been too many wrong calls from the refs? I think it's just the... I don't know for sure, but I would assume it's just the the game moving on, getting into the modern era. Mm-hmm. Technology is so much a part of everybody's lives, and it's already a part of other sports' lives. Yeah, That's what that's one thing that like basketball fans and football fans yeah. always say, that they, uh, they can, the refs in those sports can go back and look at something. And sure, they get the right call. Right, same and with the hockey and hockey, tennis. Yep, tennis as well. Yes, yeah. so that's something they all say. That's something that soccer is lacking. Okay, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, but I'm I am all for getting the right call in the end, and I don't think it usually doesn't take too much time. So I don't have a problem with VAR in in theory. I think that's the main reason. It's just the, moving into the modern era. I mean, how was it when the goal line technology came? Right. I remember there's a lot of criticism and yeah, which i can't understand at all you know like right now for <laughs> us is like are you kidding me like you just buzz in the i know it doesn't, it doesn't slow rest. anything it's, down no, it doesn't, anything, doesn't. So. and i remember when it was tried out people were like uh, if we would have our goal line technology now that goal england scored against germany would yeah. be counted yeah. in, in the world cup right and uh, but eventually the criticism slowed down because now it's more right so well. calls yeah, yeah. exactly it's worked yeah. just so well and about that england thing i mean i do like the controversy people are afraid people don't want the game to be like robotic and take away any human error right, right. they want that human error to stay in the game which yeah. it still is uh and i mean i like that sort of controversy even though it's totally unfair it's Maybe not right, but I do like that sort of controversy. I understand what you're saying, <laughs> but I also been ref in mm. my life, like long, many years. You know, when I was uh, throughout my high school years, I was assistant ref, also head head referee, many games, dude. And uh, it's not that easy, right? We all know the referee's job is not easy. So any tool, or any help that can make the decision for him easier when it's hard decisions to make i'm for it yeah you know what i mean i'm i'm for it like i don't want a i don't want a goal to be not goal you know what i mean right i don't want a elbow in the face not being seen yeah. you know what i mean however there is that subjectivity or the referees yeah. uh, what referees is is that you know we cannot complain too much about the referees because yeah. mistakes happens and mistakes what makes soccer sometimes great you know what yeah, i mean like absolutely it's it's uh, for me it's more like how does it affect 
the players that are actually playing like what are they saying right and i remember now when you said about real madrid played in that world, Club world cup yeah yeah and afterwards they talked to modric and they talked to casemiro and they had a few comments about it let's hear what they had to say Cristiano Ronaldo scored his 500th goal in club football as Real Madrid beat Club America of Mexico 2-0 in Yokohama to reach the final of the FIFA World Club Cup on Thursday. The European champions dominated from kickoff, but it took a while for the goals to come. Karim Benzema opened scoring late in the first half. Real continued to make much of the running in the second half and again found the net in the dying minutes, this time through Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo's celebrations were put on hold for a few seconds as the referee sought assistance from the video assistant referee that was after complaints from the club america defense that the portuguese player was offside the replays favored the ballon d'or winner and real claimed a 2-0 win after the game real madrid players had this to say about the use of video technology it's a new invention and to be honest i don't like it i don't like it because i believe it creates a lot of confusion i hope that this rule does not continue because for me it's not football it's not football and i don't like it but let's see how it goes we must focus on what's on the pitch and in our football but for my first impression it's not good it's a little complicated even we on the pitch didn't know what the reaction of the referee was it is something valid, something to help football. But I don't understand the need to have it in this competition, to test in this tournament. It's not the best moment to test it, but what can you do? We have to worry about playing football and we are very happy to be in this final. As you hear, they are a little bit confused. They don't really... Modi said that, you know, it's confusing, you know, just keep yeah. it as it is almost. And uh, same with Casemiro. Uh, they want to focus on the game and not so, not something else. Yeah, and uh, you know which I get. To be fair, also fans I'm sure are are confused as well. Like during the Confederations Cup just this summer. Okay. I mean, it must have been confusing for fans once the referee suddenly stopped play and then went over to the sideline for looking at something for whatever, and fans are just like, "What? What happened? What's going on?" Uh, what are they reviewing? What you know? Are they reviewing anything? So it can be confusing for certain. And you said that Eredivisie is doing this. I'm not sure why they have been the test. I think they were very early on with the goal technology as well. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I remember the Super Cup final. I yeah. mean, something wild happened in that one. Yeah, it was in the Super Cup in the Dutch league. A game between Feyenoord and Vitesse, and uh, a final, a big game, mm. important game for both teams. And uh, of course, you don't want to have wrong calls, anything like that. But this type of games, man, there is so much heat, mm. you know, so much adrenaline, 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 yeah, so much adrenaline. Yeah, <laughs> so much, so much adrenaline going through your veins, basically. Yeah, and there's so many situations. There's so many uh, incidents in a soccer game: tackles, you know, 
stuff that the ref don't see or offsides, free kicks, penalties and goals. It's so much things going on. So my part is, I don't know when they will call that challenge, right? I don't know when they will actually pinpoint, okay, it's time now. Uh, Hello yeah, up there in the studio, wherever you are. Hello. <laughs> this yeah. should be something. I don't know either. You there, referee, video assistant referee too. Yes, you. Is it time for now for a challenge? I don't know. Like when they are going to call it, you know? Uh, Maybe once the play stops, I don't know. Uh, but I'm saying it's, it's so many. It could be so many then in a game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It could be so many. And in this game, man, in, in, in this final, I want to read you an article from BBC Sports, okay? okay? And uh, it's not a long article, okay? Um, the title is Video Assistant Referee Confusion in Dutch Super Cup. And this was posted August 6, 2017, so not that long time ago. Feyenoord won the Dutch Super Cup despite having a goal ruled out by the video assistant referee in bizarre circumstances. With Feyenoord leading 1-0 with the forward Tim Matavs. Oh, Tim Matavs, man. He's good. He scored against the U.S. He did? Yeah, in the World Cup. Yeah, he's a good striker, man. <laughs> I didn't know he was a Vitesse. I thought, I thought he would, we would see more of him, actually. <laughs> okay, Matavs. Uh, Vitesse forward Tim Matavs appeared to be fouled inside the box, but referee Danny McKelly did not stop play. Feyenoord broke quickly and scored, but McKillie used VRR to avoid the penalty to Vitesse and rule out the goal. Vitesse equalized from the spot, but went on to lose 4-2 on penalties. Former Liverpool goalkeeper Brad Jones was Feyenoord's hero in the shootout, saving the first two spot kicks. The match had finished 1-1 in normal time, with Jens Tornstra putting Feyenoord ahead inside the first 10 minutes and Alexander Butner converting the controversial penalty. The VAR can only review incidents relating to goals, red cards, mistaken identities and penalties. The technology can be used while the ball is in play, but not while either team is attacking position. Oh, okay. So it doesn't have to be out of bounds. So it sounds like uh, Vitesse... Should have had a player Matavs fouled. Should have been a penalty. Wasn't called at that moment. Immediately afterwards, Feyenoord went on the counter (laughs) and scored a goal. Scored a goal (laughs) right after. But then I guess VAR, the video assistant referees, yeah, uh, 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 you know, buzzed. What's the referee's name? The Makelli. Yeah, and told him check out this. Bring it back some. Check out this. Incident again. Exactly. McKelly looked at it, saw, okay, that should have been a penalty. He took away the North <laughs> He took away the goal, dude. Man. He and took away the goal yeah. in the final and then went back all the way back and, like, hey, it was actually a penalty. My mistake. Right. You know what I mean? But if that wouldn't be video assisting referee, that would be a scandal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, he missed it. You know, mm. he didn't call it and they went and scored a goal. Now instead, he corrected his fault right. and went back and did it. So are you in favor of what happened there? But I mean, I'm a, I'm a Feyenoord player, right? I'm a Feyenoord player. So 
I just hypothetically, hypothetically, <laughs> in my dreams, I'm a final player or final fan or coach. Okay. And uh, the referee doesn't call it. We have a counter attack. We go up. We get a ball in and score a goal. We celebrate it, and then the ref goes out and says, "Hey, you know, my bad, my mistake." I mean, I am still mad. Sure. I am sure. still mad. You know what I mean? To be fair, I think that happened. That still happens occasionally. Maybe it's not quite as serious, but sometimes you see like once a player scores a goal, but it turns out it's ruled off for offside, mm-hmm. but they don't realize right away. You've seen it's kind of funny. Like the player st- scores, it's called offside, but he doesn't notice, and he goes celebrates with the fans <laughs> for like a minute. Everyone's going wild yeah. except everyone behind them is yeah. just standing there. They're like, like come, on, come on, you fool! <laughs> come on, man, look up. So I guess that's sort of similar-ish. Yeah, but. Uh, I mean, so what are they? I mean, what are you, what you you do you like the idea that even the referee can then take look away at this, take away a goal? Uh, I guess so. I mean, this is as extreme as it gets. That's an extreme circumstance. It's he ultimately, I guess, got the call right. Hopefully, it didn't take too long. Maybe it was just another minute mm-hmm. before before the Feyenoord got their goal, and he ultimately got the call right in a. In a big game, in the in a, a game for a trophy. That's right. Yeah, and I think that's another thing that yeah. that that people are pushing. Why people are pushing VAR for for football now is that in big games like that, England, Germany, mm-hmm. uh, round of sixteen game in the World Cup. What about mm-hmm. what about France against uh, Ireland when Henri had that hammer? Right, exactly, and and I mean back to the granddaddy of them all World Cup final 1966 between England and Germany and Jeff Hurst goal off the bar did it go off then come back off the line or did it go over the line nobody really knows hey, for sure give me give me five for that soccer history but you <laughs> forgot the most famous one what's that the most famous one that we know of World Cup quarterfinal between Argentina and England when D Maradona uh, yes. handballed the ball in that's you know right. I mean? That's right. You know they go that hand. We that all know most, it. You maybe know that I mean? is the most famous one. But I mean, so these are all moments at big games, World Cup games, World Cup finals, quarterfinals, yes. World Cup qualifiers, uh, Super Cups. I mean, big games where a trophy or qualification is on the line, and that's once you really you don't want any mistakes. Then that's once you really want it. So it is extreme, this Dutch Super Cup situation. But I guess oh, ultimately got it right. I think w- I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to cut the work for us, so we have less comments about this big incident. So we don't have as much to write about. They want to make the game totally clean, dude. They want to make this so clean that <laughs> we're gonna not even basically comment anything that happens. Well, that's true. <laughs> so far, it's not working because people are talking about. The I know. But like you said, extreme, right? And could it be more extreme? Like, what what could be a worst case scenario? Or like, man, you really blew it, or mm-hmm. you really screwed this up? Because the entire idea is to make it right call, right? Mm-hmm. So what if it would be like something like, uh, what about like he goes back at it and he already maybe passed two minutes, right? 
and because before you know the ball gets out or he gets time actually to look okay. at it mm-hmm. and in that time it was like uh error of like elbow in the face or something and he goes back and gives a red card now nah, maybe that's not extreme maybe th- that's the right call to do what could be more extreme man well no if it, if it's i mean if it's if it takes so long and then he comes back, that's pretty extreme. That's pretty extreme. Yeah. That's uh, pretty extreme. Uh, if it doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't work. If, if it doesn't work. He looks and... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what if the... It's technology, right? So right. what if, like, <laughs> there's a power outage or something <laughs> like there's malfunctioning? I don't know. <laughs> they have to put a replay on the big screen. <laughs> uh but, I mean, yeah, that's unthinkable or unlikely, but pretty extreme. Or if the ref looks at it and still, I mean, it's clear as day. Yeah. Made the wrong call or supposedly made the wrong call. Yeah. He takes another look at it and still doesn't make the right call. Why? Because it's end of the day up to the ref's ref decision, decision yeah. you know, what he thinks and what he sees in that very intense pressure when he's going to look at the screen. Yeah. And uh, MLS have started with they video did. assisting referee as well. They did a couple weeks ago. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it happened in the the game between Orlando City and... Uh, New York Red Bulls, boy. New York Red Bulls, man. Your team, your team. Yeah. How did that game end? Ended with a convincing Red Bulls win. 3-1. to one. Uh, Great game. But... Little controversial circumstances at the end. Why? Uh, I mean, it was late in the game. I think it was just started stoppage time. Yeah. When first there was one, uh, Sasha Kleschen was fouled by Igita from Orlando, mm-hmm. and they didn't, you know, obviously didn't take to it very well. They got into each other's face. There's a little bit of tensions rising. But ultimately, it died down, and that went on with play. And then a minute later. You know, two Orlando players and a Red Bull player went in for a tackle, kind of hard tackle. Uh, they may have run into each other. The, some things are said, some maybe sarcastic plotting, whichever. Yeah. And things just went back to just a minute after the first incident. Things just boiled up again. And uh, yeah, it was when uh, two Orlando players kind of ran into like they had a clash, right? And then that while trying to get, well, I think while trying to get, get a tackle, and, and it might have gotten. Player too, right, and one of the New York Rebels play were like sarcastic, play were like applauding, and then they started to kind of get into a brawl, right? Yeah. And the ref is right there, and the assistant referee is also right there in that situation. And usually, when stuff like this happens, you get the assistant ref coming and kind of break up that, yeah. you know, and uh, uh, it was a little bit confusing, right? The uh Ref, I think, got a buzz to check video system referee. Because, I mean, there's so much happening. Happening, yeah. Because I'm always amazed sometimes. I mean, they miss it sometimes. But usually, whenever there is a big brawl, I think refs seem to somehow do a pretty good job of handing out yellow cards I and think red so cards too. Uh, I think to so the right too. players. But it must be tough because there's so much going on. So the ref got the call to go to VAR and he launched it. Let's see what happened. with Jorge Gonzalez earlier on those double yellow cards to Larea and to Sasha Question. There was no actual 
review. It was merely a check to see if it was reviewable. Thus, gotcha. the delay on the headset. Well, thank you for the clarification. I'm so excited by the video review. I wanted to get it in. And I, I think, again, these referees, Steve, we do a lot of games. We watch a lot of games. It's the toughest job in the world. And any way they can be assisted by video technology, I'm in favor of that. Watch Tyler Adams after clapping hands, taunting. You know, that's nonsense. I'm not just defending or attacking Orlando. I think all of this is nonsense by the players. And I think Major League Soccer has got to be stricter about it. Nobody wants to see yapping at the referees. So now video review comes into play for the first time in the game tonight. The monitor on the far side of the field being looked at. Referee Jorge Gonzalez joined by the video assistant referee Guido Gonzalez Jr. to sort this out. And they're going to see if anything that happened on the far side escalates a red card. Four categories in which matters can be reviewed. Goals, red cards, which is the issue in play here. Penalty kicks or mistaken identity. The pictures that the officiating staff looks at are the ones that we provide you here on MSG. They have access to every look, every camera angle that we potentially can show you is one that the referee and video assistant referee will look at. Jorge Gonzalez, yellow card to Sean Davis. And another yellow issue. Like you heard, he went and watched the video. He also had assistant ref right next to him. They were to get together looking at this incident, what really happened, who were involved in it. And to me, it's like, okay, it's a replay. I mean, it's easy to be fan and call when, you know, that's a red card or that's yeah. a yellow card or yeah. that's nothing because we are like refs in one way when we see the replay, right? Yeah. So it gives an amazing advantage for the refs to make a right call, right? Right. So he ends up going and showing rightfully yellow card to one of the New York Red Bulls players. Probably yes. the one that kind of pushed first. Sean Davis. Sean Davis. And by the way, I got to give credit to New York Red Bulls team. Their numbers had rainbow colors. Mm -hmm. yeah. You see it every now and then. MLS teams do it every now and then. Yeah. Especially after some sort of big, maybe maybe it's like Pride Week or something. Okay. Or some sort of big event. But they just do it every now and then. Just to, you know. I'd be props to them, man. Yeah. And the referee also gave a yellow card to one of the Orlando City players. Mm -hmm. Then the weird thing happened. Then yeah. the funny thing happened. Then the extreme part happened, dude. Like, he takes out the red card. Yeah. And walks all the way to Kaka and shows Kaka the red card. I mean, wh wh why did he show Kaka the red card? No idea. That's what I was wondering, asking myself. I mean, that I didn't even think there was any. Not just Kaka, why did he show a red card to anyone at all, right? Right. I mean, what would the reason be? Did Kaka headbutt someone? Yeah, yeah. Did he punch someone? Did he, you know, give 
kick someone. Right. Well, I don't like know. Second yellow. And that didn't do a second yellow. It's a straight red. Straight red. So you'd expect something violent. Something violent. But. Yes. So when they eventually show the replay of what really happened, Kaka's best friend from the Kaka's best friend right now, the place for New York Red Bulls, Aurelian Colin. They play together at Orlando, right? Yeah. They were good friends. Apparently, I didn't you, know that. You like him as a player? Yeah, he's a he's a he's a pretty good defender. He's a very physical, big guy, uh, fiery sort of defender, kind of player that Arsenal needs. Joe Joe Shelby, except a defender. <laughs> he actually looks a lot like. Joe <laughs> he Joe looks Shelby. like him. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like him. <laughs> Anyways, Kaká walks to Collins from mm-hmm. behind and kind of takes his hands on his face, but just in a funny and friendly yeah. and messy way you know what i mean he's yeah. just messing with him basically right kind of hold his face and collins turns around and kaka is smiling and laughing and just makes fun of the situation basically with his old teammates yeah and kaka gets a red card <laughs> man and this is when technology is gone wrong you know what i mean the ref goes out to look at what happened and in that incident he founds Kaka doing wrong according to him and gives a red card I mean this is the funniest thing you ever <laughs> heard this year man it's going you have to you have to listen to the second part of this when Kaka gets red card basically messing around with his old teammates Pictures that the officiating staff looks at are the ones that we provide you here on MSG. They have access to every look, every camera angle that we potentially can show you is one that the referee and video assistant referee will look at. Jorge Gonzalez, yellow card to Sean Davis. And another yellow issued. And from that camera angle, I can't see who the red was issued to. Kaka for Aurelian Colin. Well, let's see how this is sorted out, because you pointed to the obvious. That was a friendly grabbing of his former teammate. Wow. Never thought we'd see this. And again, Steve... This is where all the technology in the world shouldn't supersede intent. The letter of the law is hands to the face. It's a red card. That's correct. That's the letter of the law. But this clearly was done among friends. So do you follow the letter of the law or do you use human emotion to understand it? With only minimal time left in the game, and his team up by two, you wonder if Aurelian Collin is stating the argument here for Kaká to keep him in the game. I would think absolutely. Watch the incident. There it is, the smile on the face of Kaká. Aaron Long doesn't know, but look at Collin and Kaká. They're best friends. It was done as friends. I look. 
It's the last thing in the world I wanted to say on that first broadcast. I, I think this is the wrong use, the wrong outcome for the use of video review. Now, of course, there's still the matter of Orlando City trying to explain this. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> oh, my God, man. What a funny thing, huh? How did that happen, man? How did he... He obviously didn't see... You know, he saw basically Kaka's hands and action rather than look at the face and... I guess so, You yeah. know, like, like they're... Clearly the, the, them smiling and laughing and joking yeah. with each other. Uh, just like was said uh, in the broadcast that seems the ref took the, the, the more, I say, robotic, pretty much like emotionless mm -hmm. and sort of cold approach, the letter of the law, rather than... I mean, clearly, just they're just messing around. They are. No harm was done. Uh, so let's go to the big game of this weekend: El Clasico, Super Cup in the Spanish league, right? And the game between Barcelona and Real Madrid. I mean, in these big games, it's always the big names that shows up. Yeah, you know, like Piquet. He scored the own goal. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and uh, what else happened man, in this game? It was uh, there was a penalty, contentious penalty mm. for Barcelona, where Suarez was apparently taken down by Kaylor Navas. Yeah, and penalty was awarded. Messi scored the penalty. Of course, replays show that Suarez wasn't really touched. At all. Wasn't he? That's right. I don't think so. If he was, it definitely wasn't a, uh, I think a foul. He, I think it looked like he kind of touched him. I don't think so. Or if the, if he may, if his... I mean, the ball went out. So there was the ball no went really, out and yeah. Suarez was was kind of already on the way down. He may have just sort of slightly brushed Navas, if that. I mean, we need the VAR for this, man. That's right. I mean, that, it was a penalty decision. It was a big decision. That's normally the, when they decide to use VAR. So they might have done wrong here. I think so. I think so. Mm. Okay. Well, and 1-1. Uh, That's right. Cristiano Ronaldo comes in. That's right. He's a muscular guy, mm. isn't he? He's very A little fit. bit. He's very strong. And uh, he got a chance from a counter-attack. And Remedy are so dangerous. Classic Remedy. Oh my God. Isco... They win the ball in their penalty box straight up to Isco and a quick long ball to the left offensive field. And Cristiano Ronaldo just one-on-one -on -one with Piquet. Piquet backs up. Cristiano Ronaldo goes to the right and with just boom, one f touch finish to the far post mm. area. I mean, amazing skills, speed, technique, world class in every detail of that attack, man. Absolutely. Unbelievable, beautiful. Absolutely, and you know Ronaldo loves to show off those muscular muscles. <laughs> so he did so. He took off the shirt, flexed. Uh, I think before he did, he he showed, or maybe afterwards, he showed his shirt like to the crowd. <laughs> like remember, I don't know if it was taunting, but remember Messi did that he in did the last Classico. So he did that. <laughs> that's right. So that's kind of like a reply back to yeah, him, huh? Exactly. Uh, but Ronaldo got the yellow card, whatever. It happens. Yeah. Uh, but 
move on with the game. Mm-hmm. One one no two one sorry two, one. to Real Madrid. Uh, but then what happens once once again? Real Madrid Barcelona are on the attack looking for the equalizer. Real Madrid win the ball deep. Another classic counterattack ends with Ronaldo clear through on goal and he goes down. The challenge comes in from Umtiti, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Ronaldo goes down and asking, looking for the penalty, obviously. Right. The referee blows the whistle. Ronaldo thinks he's got the penalty, but he's shocked, isn't he? Once the referee pulls out a second yellow for him and the red card right afterwards. Ronaldo's in complete shock. Let's do this, man. Let's play a game, okay? Let's mm-hmm. play a game. All right. For fun's sake, right? You are the head ref, and I am the video referee. Okay. okay? So when, once this happens, I'm calling for you, basically. Okay? Uh, and mm. you come out, and you make the evaluation of what this should be and okay. the outcome. Okay? Okay. 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 Um, am I doing it, like, in my opinion? Yes. Okay. Yes. You're doing your opinion as, as a referee right. once you watch this in replay. A lot of hype about transfers in the summer. This is a game that needs no hype. It's Cristiano Ronaldo. He goes nose to turf. He's got a penalty. Oh no! <laughs> he thought he had a penalty behind you, Cristiano. He was booked for taking his shirt off, and now he's being booked in the eyes of the referee for taking a dive. And then we do see a, a quite significant push by Ronaldo on the referee. It's been action-packed, hasn't it? Okay, on with 60 minutes gone. No, hop, 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 hop. Ref. <laughs> ref. <laughs> ref. <laughs> Was that a ring? Ref, ref, hop, hop. Ref, can you hear me? Over. Sorry, there's some sort of weird, weird hopping in my ear. I was distracted. What's up? <laughs> uh, I, really, I think you should take a closer look to this. I look at this? Yeah, I just yes. call it with an auto going down? Yes. Alright. Tweet tweet! I'll head over to the side. Look at it. Come, come here. Look look at look All at right. this beautiful LED screen here. Please come here. What 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 do you think? Okay. At first I thought maybe Ronaldo went down pretty easily. But I think after further review this is nothing called. No called, no 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 dive for Ronaldo, and uh, I don't believe it was a penalty either uh, from Mtt. I think it was just Ronaldo, Mtt coming in to challenge Ronaldo. Ronaldo uh, running at full speed and maybe just losing his balance uh, as Mtt came over to meet him. Uh, I think I'm going to bring that back. Up, 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 up. Referee Kerry, are you telling me? That you're going to take back that second yellow card for diving and the red card and it's not a penalty and it is nothing? That's what I'm saying. It's nothing. Yes. Go back into Camp Nou and call this. But this, uh, this is a situation where video assistant referee could have been used. I don't think they've used it in Spain. Um, so far, no, they don't. So, I think this this would have been an instance where it should have been used uh, because it was a big moment, and 
hopefully, like we've said, it still all rests on the referee's soldiers, shoulders. Uh, but at this point, the referee should have seen that there was no dive. Ronaldo would have been allowed to continue playing, uh, and he wouldn't have gotten that red card and be suspended, especially after he pushed the referee a little bit. None of that would have happened. Well, you may still get suspended for being pushing referee, but... <laughs> I mean, they won, right? Yeah. Uh, but there is a second leg to this uh, yep. cup, so there's going to be played in next week, I believe. Wednesday. This Wednesday? It's going to be played Wednesday. And uh, tough. It's tough. The yeah. assisting referee is a tough job. It's tough to call back this kind of... Uh, True. It's tough for... It's the only thing that must be tough for refs to, I guess, swallow their pride a bit. Yeah. And uh, say, oh, we got this wrong. I got this wrong. Let's... It should actually be this. I mean, you think it's going to be hard for Coutinho to swallow his pride and uh, stay at Liverpool and not make the Barca transfer? Uh, I don't know how much say he has in the matter, to be honest. Mm. I think it's, for once, this is in Liverpool's hands. Liverpool or Barcelona's hands. If Liverpool don't want to sell him, then they won't sell him unless Barcelona brings out crap load of cash for him this whole that whole saga with Coutinho is certainly troubling for Liverpool and they want to nip that in the bud as soon as possible uh but who else is potentially troubling is maybe Chelsea's situation maybe they don't they lack the depth uh they now have two players suspended the season just started is there do you think there's anything there is there trouble for Chelsea do they be worried I think they should be worried yes I think so. And uh, why I'm saying that is they basically have the exactly same squad as last year, but they don't have weight. You know, you're already missing a couple of players, and that is showing. You need to have uh, players that can come in and can affect the game. I don't really see that. You have Eden Hazard is gone. Pedro is gone. Uh, Fabregas is injured, I believe. He just got recorded. You just get a red card? Yeah. Moses is suspended for this game. He was, at least. Oh, really? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Chelsea has a challenge. But with Conte, uh, I have faith in him. You know what I mean? I think he can pull anything off. That's right. And, you know, we really hope that we won't sit here and discuss discuss how upset we are with Wenger and his decisions. And, Hopefully not. You know, that he... That he brings out the best of his squad as yeah. looked in this game, and we hope really we can continue do this for the rest of the season. I mean, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I hopefully it's not quite as hectic as this first game was, but like you said, I think hopefully he can bring out the best of them, and he brought out the best of in this one game anyway, Lacazette. Uh, I thought Welbeck played well, and he's able to bring out the best of Giroud, it seems, even with Giroud coming off the bench. True, uh, true, true. And by the way, man, congrats. Congrats. Thank you. I mean, what? you went out and kicked the ball with your new teammates, uh, and the season for you is coming up, and you're getting ready for that. That's good. That is, That's good. I'm excited. I mean, do you feel that music in the background kind of pumping up your blood? Like, do you feel like you can juggle incredibly moves, almost like Ronaldinho? Do you feel like you have long hair right now? <laughs> do you have long hair right now? Do you? 
You have long hair right now, man. <laughs> and your teeth are kind of standing out. <laughs> I can hear the music in the background. And you know, fixing this course and this coaching course. Now it's that, that's that, you know what I mean? We will see where this goes. We will, we will. I mean, it's a nice beginning. It's a good be beginning. It's a nice beginning. It's a good beginning. It's a start. <laughs> it's a nice beginning and it's a good beginning. It's a nice beginning and it's a good beginning. <laughs> and it's an excellent beginning. <laughs> it's a it's a nice start, and I mean, already it seems like a lot of things happen, and this is just yeah. the first round. Oh, oh man! Oh, now man. That you say that it's gonna be in for quite a long season, and beautiful one. Oh yeah! So why don't we just pump up the music, and wherever you are right now, just enjoy because the new season has started. The second season of Oscotch and King Soccer Podcast Show. Oh. 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 